from Born in the USA to Death to My Hometown, this is you, Spring and Springsteen, on my bean. The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things Bruce. This is good rock and roll music. Hey, welcome, hey. welcome, 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 oh. welcome. You know my catchphrase, welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, yeah, welcome, I welcome. love it. Um, welcome to the show. Very special pre-Christmas edition uh, post-Hanukkah, maybe? Although, uh-huh. I don't know. Is When does Hanukkah actually end? Uh, Those eight crazy nights? I'm I'm not exactly sure. You're not I'm, at liberty to say? I'm not at liberty to, to say. Why don't we... Is that something that I know it you're just, keeping secret? I know that it just started, and so I am... Doing December fifteenth, Adam is when it ends. It'll it's already over. Okay, so it's already already over, my God, man. That was fast. That was a fast. It was. Moment. It went by too quick for my taste. My goodness gracious! Um, but Hanukkah gets faster and faster every year. <laughs> they they take one minute out every year. Is that is that the way? It yeah. Works? No, it used to be um, back in biblical times. It used to be um, all year long, huh? And they just keep taking a minute out. And now we're down to eight crazy nights. Huh. Okay. Pretty soon it'll be seven. Well, I hope we'll not. be long gone by the time it gets to seven. To seven, yeah. Well, I think there are eight terrific days and nights, and I uh, wish it was. Uh, let's say I wish it was twelve or fifteen or twenty. Yeah, it's like I feel like Christmas. They're like, uh oh, Hanukkah stealing our thunder. Uh, the 12 days of Christmas. It's like, come on, Christmas. You're yeah. not 12 days. We know you're not. You're one day. One day. It's a total ripoff. We bro. might include Christmas Eve, make it two. That's right. What I mean, what are the other 12 days, would you say? Well, I remember when I was a kid, we convinced my mom that there was a holiday called Stocking Day that was, <laughs> I believe, the, the 28th of December. <laughs> You convinced her. Where you How? get your stockings refilled. Refilled. And I need to re-up on these stockings. And my sister was like, no, it's a thing. I swear, stocking day, everybody's doing it. It would have been so great if, I mean, websites probably weren't around at this point. If you if no. you had made a fake website oh, yeah. and like a top Google result. So wait, so she was convinced and- did- Yeah, and we did stocking day. We woke up in the morning and we had stockings. This is not a bad idea, I honestly. Know. And I mean, now a mother or father could just Google it and find out it's bullshit. Well, now now we can make it a real thing. Let's yeah. celebrate Stocking Day this As year. As of right now, Stocking Day is an official holiday. The 28th, right? The 28th, or maybe it was the 30th. I don't remember. It's, it seems like you need a five-day period in order to... Because what do you get... What, 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 do you, what does one get in stockings these days? I used to get socks. Socks. Um, now it's Not just exclusively socks. But I feel like they looked at the stocking and were like, oh, socks go in there because it's a sock. Yeah, well, that's logical thinking right there. That is <laughs> sock in a sock. It's kind of like a hat on a hat. Uh-huh, a it's a bit. screenwriting term. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also a hat term. Yeah, for, for when sure. you're wearing a, a hat on top of one of your hats. I prefer two hats. See, here's the thing. People say like, oh, that's a hat on a hat. It's a bad thing. Two hats is great. The more hats, the oh, merrier. Please. Two hats is wonderful. Is this an As episode, by the of way, socks. of Two Hats is Wonderful? Yes. Why do I have to wear so many things on my head? Cats 
everyone. Welcome to Two Hats is Wonderful. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're here talking about hats, but not just one hat. And, and not three hats. That's too many. No, two hats. Two hats! You know, a hat on a hat equals ha- happiness. Happy- happiness. Happiness. <laughs> Hat penis. hat penis. And there's nothing better than a hat penis. <laughs> That's what, of course, we call a condom. You know, I don't think everyone, uh, I, I don't think, by, by and large, people don't understand that every hat has a penis. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's It's underneath the brim. That's right. You know who the original two hat master was? Uh, well, I know who the ink master is. That's Dave Navarro. <laughs> oh, right. Of course. Abraham Lincoln. A lot of people don't know that was two hats. Yeah, he had another hat on. You can't find a hat that big. No, that's a uh, that's a uh, a modern myth that he was wearing one hat. It's two glued together. That's right. And then he cut out the brim with his little uh, construction paper scissors. Yeah, and Viola. Yeah, and his speechwriter, the you know, the guy that wrote all those incredible. Uh, speeches yeah. for him. He lives Mr. Forsker. In, in the he's in the hat on a typewriter. Yeah, it's like a ratatouille situation. That's right. Uh huh. That's right. Um. Anyway, two hats. Love it. Is wonderful. Oh my god, it's good. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Why do I have to wear so many things on my head? Okay. A very festive podcast. Well, yeah. And you can't doubt their enthusiasm for the (laughs) whole two hats thing. You certainly can't. I don't know that I share it. No. Uh, I wouldn't ask them to curb it, of course. How could you? I wouldn't ask him to pull a Larry David in this situation. No, 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 no. No, but uh, share it? Eh, Maybe not, but Mm. certainly can't doubt it. No. Can't share it. Can't doubt it. (laughs) Can't curb it. Can't share it. Can't doubt Gotta be a hat on a hat, bro. <laughs> so wait, we are sharing it. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess we did. For, for the time being, just sure. to, as an example. So Stocking Day, I do think, I do think uh, three days is a little too soon. Three days from Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't get too far away from it, or the, all the spirit will be the gone, and all the gone, decorations yeah. will be in the garage. Yeah, and the and the garbage. Because part well. of the argument is like, I mean, all this shit is here. We may as we well. may as well just like keep refilling it. Yeah. Okay, so maybe the twenty eighth is good, but yeah. see, the twenty sixth, you're recovering. Maybe it was the twenty seventh. That Whoa. feels more on target. 27. So what were you what were you getting in the stock? Was it candy and stuff like that? What, what like what do you need re-upping on? I mean, I was little. So we're talking Yeah, you still are little. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but I, I mean it's like one of those things where it's not the clearest of memories, but I do What's the Okay, so so what's the cutoff for how clear your memories are? Probably, I, I start remembering things around 2021. 20, so photographic memory from there, there from on? there on out. Yeah. So 2021, you remember every single thing. Yeah, like but Mary, Mary Lou Hanner on December 31st. As soon as midnight, January 1st, I forget 2021. You clear it. You, you clear, clear it, the cache. I wipe it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So now you remember every single thing that's happened in 2023 from January 1st. Me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. I didn't know if you were talking to me. <laughs> else would I be talking uh, to? There might be some ghosts in here. <laughs> um, so it's not that clear of a memory, but 
but like uh, I'm trying to think of what one what gets we would have what would have been what are you what are you giving in stockings God. this year? I hope your kids don't listen to this. In the stockings this year, we we went to wait. Are your kids listening to this? Absolutely not. <laughs> There's no way they even know this exists. <laughs> it, they don't think it exists because they saw us perform in yes in San Francisco in front in front of a very That's large right. crowd. Oh, eight, you know eight what? Thousand people. My daughter does know it exists. She brought it up the can other. Can I? Day. Can I? Can we talk about a story I heard about about your daughter uh, through your wife th- through Kulop? This is third hand or something oh, like this. Sure. Um, that I found very amusing. Okay, which is you have a you have a very fun relationship with her, uh-huh. and she she likes to uh, sort of uh, do verbal repartee with you, insult me, yeah, insult you, and you were looking at her computer, yeah, and, yeah, that's right, and there was an open tab, and what yes. what was the tab? She had googled sick burns for actors. <laughs> Can I ask, can she send those to me so I can use them on this show? Sure. (laughs) And it was completely innocuous. Like she was working on, I don't know when this was from, but it was definitely an open tab on her computer. Do were you, can you remember anything she happened to float uh, as a sick burn to you that you're like, oh, I bet that came from that. I mean, so, so many, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Remember. What are some sick burns for actors? I wonder. Like, it's so you, easy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, just uh, kind of saying, pointing at someone, and saying you're an actor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's going in the stocks this year? The stocks. We went to Oz, A A A H S. Oh wow, yeah. And burned a couple hours in there. All a kinds of stuff. Hours. You get sucked in. Um, I mean, shit like. I've never um, spent more than 10 minutes in any store. Any store? Any store. What about grocery shopping? Get it done in 10 or else you don't eat that night. Is this an episode of What About Grocery Shopping? I think so. So you walk in the grocery and one looks up around. Hey everyone, welcome to What About Grocery Shopping. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And, you know, we're asking the immortal question. Not to be or not to be with uh, 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 pardons to the immortal bard. Holding the skull in my hand, <laughs> asking the question. Wouldn't it have been a better show if he had said that before? He <laughs> Holding the skull in my hand. <laughs> Holding the skull in my hand. <laughs> asking the immortal question. <laughs> to be or, or not, not to be. be. And then the play ends. Yep, everyone's like, he said it. Yes. Goodbye. We Thank don't need you. To it's kind of like going to see a band and hearing your favorite song during the encore and knowing you want to be parking. Like once you hear "To Be or Not to Be," it's like, and you're yeah, watching that show. Here. Get the fuck may out. as well be over. Yeah, we all know how it ends. How does yeah. it end? Everyone I dies. I, I assume. No, I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Hamlet. Hamlet. The. The immortal play with the immortal question. <laughs> the melancholy date, of course. That's indeed uh, true. One of the better lunch meat themed mm. kings. Yes. Was he? A, no, he was a prince. Oh, God. Remember Strange Brew as a child? Watching that 2,000 times? I, 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 I watched it once. And then uh, never watched it again. You only until saw recently. Strange Brew once? Yeah, never, yeah, even though I was a big Doug, uh, Bob and Doug McKenna. I saw it over at a friend's house on a little tiny tv on a vhs 
VHS. VHS. <laughs> VHS. That gum you like is coming back in style. And uh, then didn't didn't watch it again until uh, it came out on Blu-ray recently. And you saw it recently. Yeah. When I say recently, I mean in the last five years. How is it? Uh, good. Yeah. I Because I, I saw it. Those guys are so funny. A child a thousand times and haven't seen it since. But it is has the structure and yes. characters of Hamlet. That's right. With the two guys as Hamlet. Yeah. Yeah. And who plays uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, may I ask? <laughs> Gosh, I do not. Uh, I mean, wait a second. This is I Love Films. I think you're right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're talking about great films like Strange Brew. You know, the the funny thing about Strange Brew is it's obviously a film. Sure. But they're taking the themes and characters and, dare I say, story from a theater piece. That's right. And so much of film is based on the conventions of theater. Yes. And we owe theater such a debt when uh, we watch films. If there was no theater, there would be no film. That's right. Now, of course, we all know theater is boring and terrible. Yes. And we hate watching it. Yes. But we owe it such a debt because without it, films wouldn't exist. That's correct. And to be honest, most films, not my cup of tea either. No, I do not like films. No. No, I mean, maybe every once in a while something will come out and I'll be like, should we get a babysitter for this? Come to think of it, I, I'm i not a fan of narrative storytelling. Yeah. I do not enjoy myself. I don't enjoy, I do, storytelling in general, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, save it for, uh, yeah. save it for the fucking Newsweek. Yeah, no thanks. You know, like, uh, I'm over here uh, reading facts. facts. I, I like the news, Preferably NPR, of course. Oh, of course, yes. Uh, I like the Associated Press. Yeah, I actually don't like NPR or Associated Press. No, fake news. Yeah, I only like fake news that I make up. <laughs> yes, you put out your own newspaper every single day. That's correct. And, and I subscribe. Only I read it, and once in a while I like. Oh no, you I'm read a subscriber. It. I love it. I love. Thank it's, you. It's so interesting the things you come up with. That's right. In fact, I would love to base my next project on your newspaper. Fine. Sort of a Citizen Kane about a lonely asshole who makes his own newspapers <laughs> and dies. Uh, and okay. uh, he doesn't even get to say any last words because his mouth is just full of like vomit. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so no rosebud or anything. And then he just dies. It's kind of a short film. It's like two minutes. Sounds great. Okay, Bye. Bye. Huh? Did they? Huh. I feel like that had to be the last episode of I Love Films. They just kind of <laughs> they swore hated off films. everything. <laughs> and I think this is the last episode of this show, whatever it was called, for sure. Bye. So you walk in the grocery, you unlook several rounds. Hmm. I think that was that show called What About Grocery Shopping? <laughs> it was. Did they ever get to it? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, so I like this. I like Stocking Day. We really got to hammer Thanks. out a date, though. So, so stockings. Are you prepared to re-up your children's stockings this year on Stocking Day? Uh, no, no. Stocking Day uh, is an imaginary thing from my childhood. 
I know, but I'm saying let's make it a real thing. And right. let's let, but yeah, but I will not observe it. You but will I, not. Observe. I think we should officially put it on the calendar. Okay, but you are uh, no. uh, protesting it. I, I suppose I'm sitting it out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Also, you're, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. You're taking a, the proverbial knee yeah, during I'm taking, it. Yeah, taking a breather. Do a little Colin Kaepernick action. I'm going to stay away from that and just <laughs> say that I'm not celebrating uh, Stocking Day. Because you don't agree with what he was doing. I <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. Um. All right. I will try to do it, but I really got to figure out what day it is. Is it the 27th or 28th? The 28th feels like a nice bridge between Christmas and New Year's Eve. You know what I mean? It's like three days I after, th- three days before. I think 27th. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> You're the boss. <laughs> but I'm not observing it and don't talk about it anymore. But it's the 27th. <laughs> okay, great. Um, what are the other traditions that uh, the Scots have? On Every night f- we have dinner. <laughs> great tradition. Uh, what about in the mornings? Do you have any traditions in the mornings? We have... Uh, a thing we gather around and we have a uh, breakfast. Mm, you break your fast. Yeah, you've well, been fasting first all we night. Wake up. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, yeah. That's one of those traditions that we all want to, uh, yeah, celebrate every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what? I mean, uh, uh, do you do you have a tree in the house? We have a tree. Yeah, yeah. What How you, about you guys? You got some trees going on? Yeah, we, we're we're uh, just lousy with trees up there. I believe we have three trees. Meaning they're all over the place? All over the place. And they're, and they're not even Christmas. They're just lying there in the living room. Huh, that's nice. A fire hazard, but that's okay. Mm, yeah, I suppose so. Do you light lots of fires? In yeah, the as many as we can. Okay. Yeah, every night. Hmm. Yeah, still haven't burned the place down yet. In the fireplace or no? No, no. Okay. We're what you would call arsonists. Yeah. Yeah. For and that's the insurance why your house money. is made of metal. Yeah. I know. To protect ourselves. Um, so no, so what about New Year's Eve? What do you uh are you staying up till uh midnight? What are you what do you what do you what does Adam Scott do on New Year's Eve? You out there uh uh sort of like Gatsby with a big glass of champagne and fireworks behind you? I celebrate New Year's uh in the New Zealand time zone. It's at two in the afternoon. <laughs> That's the only way to do yeah, it. And then, and then straight to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> two fifteen, yeah. you're out. Happy New Year's, everyone. <laughs> and then straight to bed. That's what's so funny about the remember the year, the Y two K year when everyone was like, What's gonna happen? Yeah, man. And then two PM rolls around New Zealand time, nothing happens, and yet people are still like, But what if it still does? But the US is all that counts, so let's wait for it to hit here. Well, it also was like just set one computer ahead in time to and see what happens. Just see what happens. And then they all did and nothing happened. They're like, But what if it does? I feel like that had been figured out. A few years beforehand, like yeah, nah, everyone was like, "No, nah, nothing's, nothing's gonna, gonna happen. happen." We should celebrate Y two K every year, though. I thought what, it was a great holiday. What? What was it? It was that the world's computers aren't going to be able to handle. They were all on a what was it? They were they were all like use only using two numbers for the year or something like that. So once it got to ninety nine, it was going to flip over to zero zero and everything was going to reset and start over. And all of the like defense systems were all like all the nuclear missiles would fire everywhere and every computer would shut down. There'd be a blackout and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was fun to like think maybe some shit would go down. Oh man. Yeah. 
We should celebrate it every year. It was a good holiday, and we just let we've let it lapse. I think the- we should reset the computers so something like that will happen. Yes, but we save save it from happening at the last second. You and I, yeah, yeah. We we each have a key. Yep, uh, and we have to turn it at the same time, the exact same. And time. I blow your head off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remember in war games when the guy had to, John Spencer had to point the gun at the other dude? Was John Spencer in war games? He was one of the two guys at the beginning. Huh, who's the other guy? I'm not sure I remember. Okay, who else is in war, is this an episode of who else is in war games? Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to who else is in war games, this is Scott. And this is Scott. All right, we know a couple people who I mean you got the broad John Gur the Brodsker. You got John Spencer. John Spencies. I'm gonna bring someone up that maybe I haven't even said this name okay. in years. Okay. Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. So fantastic. So great in war games. The Breakfast Club. Yes. Everything else she's ever done. Yes. War games is great. The the Golden Retriever uh, is also in that movie. Their Golden Retriever. Right. Goldie, I think it was. Yep. Still yeah. alive. No, Retrievy. It was Retrievy. Retrievy. Yeah. Um, still alive. See, still that's, kicking. Still, that, that's what's so great is they found an, an immortal dog. Yes. Because they were like, we don't want people to get sad when the dog from War Games dies. So that's let's right. just find an immortal dog. Yeah. And that dog is working. We're having the dog on Severance. Yeah. He's uh uh taking your place, I think. That's right. right. Yeah, well, for like an episode. Yeah, so he's he's uh going to fittings right now, wearing like wearing yeah. the jackets. He's and all just that using of... my clothes. They fit him perfectly. They fit him perfect. Really, yeah. the dog from War Games is yeah. your size. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Um. Also, who else is in that movie? Dabney Coleman, the Dabster, the Dab Man. That's right from Boardwalk Empire. Dabney Coleman. Is he on Boardwalk Empire? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. He's fantastic. Mr. Buffalo Bill himself you from know, Tootsie. At uh, that steakhouse uh, in, in West Hollywood. The, West Hollywood. The, are we talking? What are we talking? Ruth's Chris? No. The Lowry's. Fa- the famous steakhouse, the Los Angeles steakhouse. They have a steak called the Dabney Coleman. Really? What's, yeah. it, what's, it's, uh, what's it like? I think it's just a huge... It might be a porterhouse. I'm not sure. Wow, I gotta go. I, I gotta ordered go it up. once just because I wanted to order the Dabney Coleman. How was it? Great. Uh, it's you know they should invite us to go eat there. Well, why do you think I brought it up? It's because I want them to send us each a free Dabney Coleman, <laughs> and we don't want to go into your restaurant and eat it in Especially front of you. Since we can't remember the name <laughs> of the restaurant. I think I've been there. I know what you're talking no, about. No, it's like the. F- uh, the most famous. It's been there for. Don't tell me because I want to remember. R- really, you yeah. you just want to remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're of course talking about the Saddle Ranch Chop House. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> With the, the one up at Universal <laughs> Studios. <laughs> Did you ever go to that one? We've tried. Uh, I've I, been there for like a rap party. I think. Yeah, yeah. We tried to ride the bull on it. Did you? I yeah, did yeah. Not. It was fun. Um, I feel like I would somehow get a concussion. Yeah, I think you would. But I'm not a pussy, so I yeah. I do shit like that. Did you all the fall time. off? Hell yeah! But I was like, uh, that felt good. Oh yeah, that feels great. Are you talking BOA? No. Are you talking? No, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I don't want you to spoil it for me. <sighs> uh, ugh. 
It's someone's name. Someone's name? Uh, Whose? It, it's not Dabney Coleman's name. <laughs> what if it was Dabney Coleman's stakes? Uh, uh, where, is, where is it? It's on Santa Monica Boulevard. Santa Monica Boulevard? Yeah, it's been there forever. I'm assuming Dabney Coleman used to hang out there a lot, or still does. I'm not sure. I... I, I I don't know how to help you with this. I saw Pete Sampras there once. Did you really? Sure did. Was he in the middle of a game? Yeah, he was. Uh, hit, in, he was in just playing game, through. It was Wimbledon. Really? He was playing from the. So stick they hit it so hard. Again. I almost just said it, and it escaped me. <laughs> I'm sorry that I interrupted you. I've been there. No, no, it, I, it was on the tip of my uh, tongue, and I just couldn't come up with it. Anyway, is it Carlitos Gardel? It's Carlito's way. <laughs> Carlito's way. <laughs> Are we inside? A, yes. Another which podcast? I don't this? know. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know that I would listen to that show no. again. Guy so, trying to remember the name of a steakhouse. Certainly not. Oh, was it a steakhouse themed show? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh! Um, well, how are you going to remember this and 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 have it be satisfying for the listener? Because I need you to remember it before the show is over. Uh, I I feel like I don't I'm, know. I'm not going to be able to really think about anything I, else. Though. I feel like I've eaten there, and I know which one you're talking. Yeah, it's it's, it's Dan. Oh, D- Dan Tannis. Dan Tannis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it. I was I, but I almost said it, and then I was like. Okay, I shouldn't say so. So I went Dan, and then yeah, I then I was it. like, oh no, Dantanis, Dantanis, not uh, not an easy name to remember. I mean, let's be honest. I, the only reason I remember is because I think it was the lead character on the show Vega Money. What Vega Money? Vega what? Dollar? What's that? That show Vega Dollar? Vega Dollar? Yeah, <laughs> it was set in Las Vegas. It was about Vega Dollars. Uh, Vega Las Vegas? The show Las Vegas? No, Vega Dollar. <laughs> It's, it's is this a bit? Because I don't remember that movie. It's that sta- show. it starred uh, uh, what's his name? It starred uh, 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 Robert, uh, Robert Ulrich. This one, Vegas, Vega Dollar. No, that's not a that's not an S. That's a dollar sign. Oh, that's a dollar sign. Vega Dollar. Okay, Vega got Dollar. It. Wow, long walk for a fantastic <laughs> joke. He he played Dan Tana. He did not. He did. And that's that's why I have always can remember that. So that Dan Tanis is named after Robert. This is the thing. Ulrich's I, I character. don't. I, I feel like it was. I feel like Dan Tanis existed before, and they named the character after that. What was Robert Ulrich in for our childhoods, like in the eighties? Because I know Ve- Vegas was a little Vega dollar before that was seventies. I don't really remember it. But he was around for the '80s as well. It wasn't Spencer for Hire. It wasn't Hardcastle and McCormick. Urich, by the way, not Ulrich. Urich. That yes. Um, Urich. He was in SWAT. SWAT. Um, but then Vega Dollar was his big thing, where he was the lead. But then in the '80s. Then in the '80s, Spencer for Hire. He was Spencer for Hire. Yeah. Spencer for Hire. That's what I'm thinking of. Spencer for Hire. <laughs> That's it. Dollar enter for hire. He should have kept the dollar sign going the, his entire career. Dollar enter for hire. That's what he was known for. Yeah. 
Um, is he, he's uh, still working it, and stuff. Huh? No, no. Um, he he unfortunately left this mortal coil uh, a little over two decades ago. He oh, was geez. he was relatively young, fifty five. Oh, that's too bad. Too he bad. was a good actor. He was. I loved Spencer for hire. What did you like about it? The fact that he was for hire. Give me a break. Just cut me some slack. Sorry, bro. Will you? Please. So- sorry. I apologize. Um. So what? Uh, uh. Uh. Why were we talking about him? Oh, Dantanas. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, send us steaks. I know. I know they were talking about it in the other show. Yeah. But send us Dabney Coleman steaks, and we'll eat them at home. If I know anything about the management, um, ownership, uh, staff, and clientele of Dantanas is that they're all listening. They all this love this podcast. show. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're big Bruce heads. We could just, we this may as well just be a phone call to the uh, everyone that has anything to do with Dantana. Yeah, we may as well, in fact, this show might be better as a phone call. That's a really terrific idea. Here's the thing. Let's explore it. Everyone's adapting podcasts into TV shows. And, into movies. Yeah. When are we going to start adapting them into phone calls? Exactly. This is, <laughs> it's I mean, ripe for the picking. It's this kind of thinking. It's like That's like a million-dollar idea. <laughs> Where I spend a million. <laughs> Where you spend a million dollars turning a podcast into a phone call. <laughs> million bucks. A million dollars. I don't know why. I don't know where that money is going. I don't know why. Going. I'm writing the check. Turn it into a phone call. <laughs> Um, okay, look, we got to take a break. Yeah. This is, by the way, you spring and Springsteen on my bean, and we're, we're talking about, um, exclusively talking, exclusively about. talking about an, an album called Magic, and that's an album by Bruce Springsteen, and we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to be talking about the album Magic by Bruce Springsteen. We'll be right back, uh, with more you spring and Springsteen on my bean after this. Welcome back, you Spring and Springsteen on my bean. And uh, I'm here with Adam Scott. I never introduced you, but um, now the strike's over. You can talk about uh, all of your work. Do you want to mention every project that you've done? Yeah. Should I just go down the list? Yeah, just get, let's pull up your IMDb and you just go down the list and talk about everything. Should I give like 10, 15 minutes on each project? Yeah, on each thing, just your me- memories... Ugh. Um, you nominated for any uh, M's this year? Sure, sure aren't. <laughs> not not as lead actor or supporting actor or anything like that. No, I wasn't. Well, I actually no, I was. I was in Party Down. Yeah, you were in Party. Yeah. Oh, and uh, what's the show you do? Succession. What is it? Severance. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was not. It was not this out year. this year. It yeah. Was so two years ago. So yeah, but Party Down, you could have been nommed, huh? Sure, could have. Yeah, you know, it happens. You know what? There's too many TV shows. 
No. It used to be when the Emmys first came out, it was like there were 12 shows and they were all fighting for like five spots. That's right. And now there's like 20 shows on the air Uh at any given time. And it's like, come on. Yeah. It's crazy. So many shows. So many shows, so little time, Scott. Yeah. What shows um, you trying to get to before the end of the year? Like watch? Yeah, you know, because at the end of the year, you can't watch yeah, it all 2020. Yeah, wiped clean. Yeah. God, I would love like that. Like my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that if every show just erased. Yeah. I didn't have to watch it anymore. Yeah. There's no- you, you No societal to, pressure. You have to talk about it at parties. No. Um, Survivor. I'm enjoying Survivor right now. Still haven't watched this week. Don't spoil it. Great season. I have hated this season. You have. Well, they've they've- Here's what I don't like. Is this an episode of Here's What I Don't Like? Yeah. Hi, everyone. This is Scott. And this is Scott. Oh, yeah. And welcome to Here's What I Don't Like. Survivor edition. Uh, I, I think this season is so, like, the it's, best it's in got, years. It's gotten a little better, but here's what I don't like. It's not This show isn't Here's What Adam Does Like. Okay. 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 I'm okay. just teeing you up, bro. Okay. I don't want to hear your fucking shit about what you like. Well, okay. Then the we'll show is here's what I follow this like. up with an episode of here's what I like. Deal. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't like that they I don't like their casting process now where they're casting the world's biggest survivor fans who all are nerds who walk off the game night one or can't participate in any challenge. Oh, you and, mean the two people that quit this season? Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't know how. Remember, those remember when Probst used show. to make fun of them and used to be like, yeah. "You're a quitter, get out of here." Yeah, I, you I know? mean, now he's molly coddling them. Well, because those, he, they're catering to like these people who have grown up with Survivor their entire lives. Well, here's the thing: is the people that have grown up with Survivor and love the game and are there and there to play. I like because the game is getting more and more sophisticated because they're walking in with this kind of advanced strategy already in place. But the people, I do not understand. This is for your other show. Here's what I like. Oh, yeah, you're right. So shut up for a while. Well, I'll tell you what I don't like. What what else don't you like? So so they've just cast all these nerds, essentially, now. Well. Who, the, the game used to be a weird combo of like these alpha male types who would grate on everyone's nerves. Yeah. But they would be great at challenges. Yeah. And uh and 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 nerds who were like, oh, I gotta figure out a way to win this game. And it was thrilling of like how it would mesh with society. Mm-hmm. Now every single person feels like they were just plucked straight from like a freshman dorm or something. Mm-hmm. And they're all just nerds mm-hmm. who love this game and they all like just just kind of relate to each other on a nerdy level. And mm-hmm. now, so there's no friction there other than they now cast the most annoying people in the world uh, who are just like huge characters, but just great on my nerves. Interesting. That's interesting. And I do feel there are too many twists. Like too many things. Too just many thrown. things just thrown at you where no one can plan any any strategy any, anymore. But I, and, I, and I understand that's because the game's getting boring and stale. On a on an episode by episode basis, yeah. it's like we got to throw a twist in here, otherwise it's just going to be yeah. the same stuff. Remember the first season when people like didn't know that even alliances were something they should do. Yeah, but you try watching one of those episodes now; it's so okay. boring. I I'll make you a deal. 
let's watch one of those episodes right now. Right now. Okay. Bye. Bye. Um, shut up, shut up. We have an episode that we have to do. Okay. This is We're an episode go. of Here's What I Like. Okay. Hey everyone, welcome to Here's What I Like. This is Scott. And this is Scott. Okay, so here's what I like. I like that people cast, by and large now, know Survivor really, really well and understand how to play. And if you don't walk in with a strategy in mind and an idea of where you're going to go and how you're going to do it, you stick out like a sore thumb and you'll most likely get voted out. Or people will keep you alongside them because you would never win at the end. This sh- Can I say something? Yeah. I know this is verging on, here's, here's what I don't like, yeah. territory. Sounds like that's where it's going. I think this show is boring. I, I agree with you. This show, the, <laughs> the show we can the, go back to your show, yeah. here's what I don't like, after I finish talking, <laughs> okay, and you can list this show. <laughs> okay, I will. Um, but I agree. I was mystified by those two people that quit this season or maybe it was three it was one guy didn't quit when he just couldn't participate in anything because he because he kept crying well he kept passing out and kept crying yeah and they wouldn't vote him out and so every challenge he just would like pass out and go oh heavens and faint and then there was another guy who was like he wanted to get back to his husband and was just like please vote me out and then the woman the woman at the beginning who was like I've been here two days and this sucks. Goodbye. Yeah. And the, and she was not undergoing any kind of physical Nothing. hardship just, or anything. Just was like. Didn't like it anymore. Didn't like it. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I, this is, by the way, this is an episode of Here's What I Don't Like. <laughs> yeah. I, I I feel like they need to watch out and not cast people like that. It's a real drag. Yeah. yeah. It's a drag when like you and I would kill to be out uh, there. Yeah. There's nothing I want to do more than sit around in my underwear unwashed <laughs> and starving and cold that sounds great i won't even do big brother which is like oh, they God, have it so no. much easier i don't of, even i've never seen that oh that's no that's a show <laughs> it is it, it here's is what show. i like big brother <laughs> what about uh amazing race do you watch that i haven't in a, in a long one yeah i've never yeah. gotten into it. i i did watch a big brother season but uh, yeah. just to see uh one of my fave couples from big brother compete uh-huh. i believe they won uh-huh. goodbye bye <laughs> All right, well, we know what they like, we know what they don't like. And the audience, they can make the call. Yeah. Hey, speaking of things I like. Yeah. Um, Bruce we have, Springsteen? We have, no, we have to do an episode of a different show. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. From Chronic to Collapse, Town and Into Now, that is, this is, are you talking R.E.M. Remi? 
comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things REM. This is good rock and roll uh, music. And um, I wanted to uh, do an episode, Adam, because uh, the Mickey Dolan's EP dropped. Oh, yeah. And I know we heard a little bit of Shiny Happy People, but I got the I got it and haven't listened to the uh-huh. other three songs, uh-huh. and I wanted to, to wait for you. And I listened to it. You listened to it already? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that makes this- You didn't listen to it? No, I wanted to wait and experience it with you. Oh, well, you should have told me that. I didn't want to tell you that, because I wanted Apparently it to not. be a big, fun surprise. Oh, okay. This is fun. Surprise. Fun. All right. <laughs> Mickey Dolan's EP. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I get this. Play it. <laughs> Fucking play it. All right. Here we go. This Let's is... have fun. <laughs> this is Man on the Moon. Interesting. The, see, the construction of this song is it's got a monkeys-like chorus, mm-hmm. but then everything else is in a minor key, so it doesn't really sound monkeys-ish to me until like the chorus kicks in. But it's interesting. It's like dramatic, yeah. but it's less of a pop song than the REM version. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Which is interesting because I think then the shiny happy people version is like more of a monkeys. Yes, that definitely sounds. Yeah. Let's hear a little 60s. bit of Radio Free Europe and just see what the what the vibe of that is. Ah, interesting. A fade up. What was the one they released first that was It was Shiny Happy. Oh, that was what Country at all. 
Interesting. We can't. We yeah. don't have time to hear the chorus. Yeah. Uh, neither of those seem oh, monkeys-ish to me, like the shiny happy people. But very interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then leaving New York. Leaving is New the York. Last one, yeah. 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 That's uh, so. Everyone. Uh, that's the Dolan sings REM. Uh, uh, EP and uh, Adam also that big uh, was it the New York Times yeah did that the... was cool yeah. really cool the New York Times the reviews profile. are in that was cool what did you think of it it was cool did you read it <laughs> yeah of course yeah. What did I read well I don't I, know I know how to read if that's what you're asking that is what I'm asking like give me any word uh, let's see I'll spell it out okay. see if you can read it in your okay. mind okay um. Hmm. Uh. Okay. Um. Okay. Is this an episode of Spell That for Me? By the yeah. way. Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to Spell That For Me, episode two. This yeah, is Scott. Yeah, this is Scott. And yeah, hmm. we are we're back. And Adam's trying to trying to spell stuff. Okay, let's give it a shot. I have a word. Okay, all right. Q. Q. Uh, Q. W. E R T Y. Queer. 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 Hmm. 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 Um. Yeah, it was good though. Was, yeah. Uh. Good to hear that he's he's got a solo record coming out. Yeah. Mike Miller. Mike Myers. Yeah. Where's your solo record? You promised us. He did. He promised. End of like 2019. End, yeah. Or end of 2019 or something like that. That it, it would come out. End of 2023. Right now. Guess what, bro. I ain't seeing shit. Did here. he bet us a particular item? Or no, he it should was have. Just like, yeah, we should have taken a he, bet of some. We sort. should. We should have said, okay, we if if you don't put it out, we get your stake in the REM business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we totally should have done that. That honestly, if anything would motivate him yeah. to finish it, I'm it would sure. probably be that. <laughs> we want it though. We want it. Come on. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's uh, that wraps up our REM business, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. Bye. Bye. Good shit. Yeah. Good to hear from them. Yeah. Hey, Adam. This is you springing Springsteen on my being. Yeah. And it, uh, Christmas is right around the corner, mm-hmm. and it's coming up uh, in just a few days. And I thought that we would maybe. As a lark, cover the two songs that Bruce Springsteen recorded for Christmas. Oh, sure. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Here's one. This is a song that Bruce Springsteen recorded about 
a very jolly man. Uh huh. He's a saint. Uh huh. Saint Christopher? Not Saint Christopher. He lives Santa Claus. That's right. All right. And he uh, he undergoes many activities in his day to day life, but this particular song is regarding uh, a trip he's taking hmm. um, to a to a little place where we live and where everyone lives. That's right, a town. Hmm. This is a very famous rendition. <laughs> I believe so. Of- yes. This, this this song about a man going to a town <laughs> about uh, what in the rich traditions and the rich tradition of songs about men going to towns. Yes, there's what uh, the boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. Don't bring your guns to town. Yeah. Uh, what other songs about going to towns? Um, uh, Here comes the sun. Sun's coming up in town. Right. Yeah. There's uh. Hey, look at this guy coming into town. Yeah, that town is really cool because there's mm-hmm. there are people running towards it, running towards it. Anyway, this is one of the most famous songs about a particular person going to a particular town. This was a single. This is Santa Claus is coming to town, and it's by Bruce Springsteen. It's all cold down along the beach. Beach. He's talking about New Jersey. Hey, man! You guys know what time of year it is? What time? What? 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 Oh, Christmas time. You guys all, you guys all been good and practicing real hard? Yeah? Clients, you've been, you've been rehearsing real hard now. So Santa bring you a new saxophone. I don't think if he rehearses or doesn't rehearse, that's that has any effect on Santa. No, it's it's normally like has he sinned? Has he committed the sin of pride or lust? Is that what children need to be to avoid <laughs> yes. in order to get gifts? God, what a Grinch you are. What the fuck? What's going on, Adam? It's it's great. It's great rendition. What's going on? Well, I feel like it being mid-December. Mid-December? This Christmas is right around the corner. Or right. I feel like we're going to hear that song so much in the next, like, week. You're just a regular old Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, you're right. You need to be visited by three Bruce Springsteens tonight. (laughs) Okay. Three of them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm Bruce of Bruce Past Again. from the 1970s. I'm the Bruce of Christmas Present. We from get 70s, 2023. 80s, and then just like a general <laughs> 90s through 2023, Bruce. What? Do you not like Christmas music, my good fellow? Uh, no, I love it. I love it. Love all of it. Can't get enough. Every year, I'm like, oh. Yay! Let's listen to those songs again. I, I never knew that you were. I'm being serious. I love it. <laughs> and I guess I never took you for uh, a real Mr. Potter from from what? It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. 
Yes, what? the building and loan. What's well, hello, other? George. <laughs> yes, I'll be taking the the note from your your savings and loan, the building and loan. Yes. Oh, uh, someday I'll have a granddaughter, Drew Barrymore. Oh, yes, Mr. Potter. What? What's the other uh, Christmas? I can't think of what other Christmas song he's uh, recorded. Well, I'll tell you something. What? It's... A song about the holiday Christmas. Does that? Yeah, let's slow it down. <laughs> what? You are out of patience. What is going on? Nothing. <laughs> are you? Are you? Do you want to stop doing this show? No. But let's 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 you, hear what the song you have, is. You have like a thing. This is fascinating to me. <laughs> you are your 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 nerves with are, Christmas. With Christmas, yeah. What is it? I just Christmas music. Uh, you know, it's all, it's fine, but I feel like I've already heard enough for a year. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're being jolly right now. Yeah, no, you're right. And I yeah, love what, it. What Again, other? What do you want to do? You want to cover his Christmas songs in the middle of fucking July? No, this is the week we have to do it. Listen, this is the time for it, and that's why I'm enjoying it. So We've much. done. We we did a whole episode about uh, REM Christmas songs. No, we didn't. I think we did. I think you're right. <laughs> And you had no problems then. Okay. Wow. Well, I uh, this is for the fans, if not for Adam, okay. because the fans like Christmas and they like hearing these. Songs. I love Christmas. You love Christmas itself. You just don't like. The... I love Christmas music. Love it. You so let's hear it. Wow. What is it? Well, I'll tell. You, this is going to make you feel terrible. Okay. This song was recorded for charity. Oh. See, that's right. All right. This is from the very special Christmas album, the very first one. Oh yeah, I thought that's what that Santa Claus is coming no, to town was from. Oh, Adam, that's the wisdom of a fool. Oh, that uh, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town was a single that he put out, recorded okay. live uh, in the early '80s. This was uh, also recorded live, but this is uh, uh, was put out officially on the 1987 uh, a very special Christmas charity record. For the Special Olympics, Adam, and here you are shitting on it. I'm, I love it. <laughs> I can't remember what song it is, though. I feel it's like called I... Merry Christmas, Baby, and here it is by <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Well, you cleared your memory at the end of the year. Jesus, let the fans listen to Christmas music and feel good. Yeah, I don't remember this. In the great tradition of the Grinch, Mr. Potter 
Ebenezer Scrooge. Adam Scott deserves to be put on this list. <laughs> of people who shit on Christmas. Wow. Are you making your assistant work on Christmas Eve this year? Listen. Listen. That's great. Those are both great songs. I I love them. That's great. You should do it every year. Do what every year? He should put out music every Christmas. More Christmas carols uh, in a rock and roll fashion. Love it. More, more, more. Ha. Well, I do believe I know what uh, the new theme song to this show is. (laughs) Cadillac Ranch, you served us well. (laughs) But Santa Claus is going to be coming to town for the (laughs) remainder of our episodes. (laughs) all right (laughs) we need to take a break when we come back we'll be talking about the album magic by bruce springsteen Uh, we'll be right back Welcome back. You spring and spring scene on my bean. Got an email from listener Jordan White uh, while we were while we've been recording here, uh, saying that he has been listening. Uh, it's this has uh, caused him to now uh, listen to spring scene nonstop, and his wife is very upset about this. <laughs> nonstop. That's a lot. He, he's gone and been listening to the entire catalog about the five uh, LP live 1975 to 85 record set uh, has bored 50 people telling them how his mind was blown to realize dancing in the dark is a hit song about being told to write a hit song and not having any ideas. Uh, but uh, always nice to hear from fans. Um, thank you, Jordan White out there. Yeah. Uh, and uh special shout out to you, one of our big super fans. And Adam, we um it's time to talk about uh an album that uh Bruce Springsteen put out, and that album is called Magic. Are you ready to do this? Is it true that when it when it was time for him to have a new album, he said, Hey everyone, look, and he pulled this album out of a hat (laughs) out of his butt (laughs) well interestingly enough um the producer did not want it to be called magic because he was like all i think about is like capes and rabbits out of hats and stuff like that and so he was really uh pushing for it to be called uh long walk home and springsteen uh, went back and forth and back and forth and then finally just was like, it's called magic. I don't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> huh. Um, but uh, let's talk about some stats, Adam. What do you think? Yes. All right. The last record, we didn't really cover it because we don't have time because you apparently you have to go back to New York City mm-hmm. um, to do your little TV show. Mm-hmm. And vie for those noms for next year. Mm-hmm. 
but the last album was the Seeger Sessions that came out in 2006, April 25 of 2006. Right. All right. Magic comes out a mere year later, September 25, 2007 is the LP, and October 2, 2007 is the CD. Hmm. Do you remember buying this record, Adam? Yeah, I remember this being a big deal because it had been five years since yeah. The Rising. And it was finally a, a, a full rock album yeah. with the E Street Band. This, Adam, we've come to a an incredible milestone here. This, Adam, is the first Bruce Springsteen album that I bought on the day it was released. Whoa. Can wow. you imagine? Yours was The Rising? Or Tom Jones. Probably. Yeah, probably The Rising. Why did you, why were you particularly excited for this? So in the, the, the Devils in Dust. Oh, it's Brendan O'Brien again. Yeah. Hmm. During the Devils in Dust, you know, Grammy performance uh, that Kulop really liked, she started getting into Bruce Springsteen. I went back and got the catalog and made mixed CDs of like his best songs for her. And she would drive around listening to them because she was really, uh, getting interested in in uh, his work, and so when this was announced uh, as his first rock album with the E Street Band, I was primed and and pumped and yeah. ready ready to get it. So I remember very uh, vividly uh, downloading it um, when it came out and listening to it. Um, all right, let's go through some other stats. Length: forty seven minutes forty seven seconds. Much. Much shorter. Here we go. Yeah. See, this is this what is I'm saying. What we're saying with with today's busy world, the hustle, not to mention the bustle. Yeah, who, you gotta have both of those things. Who has 70 minutes to sit down and no, listen? To, no, no one. No one. No one. Who has 48? No, I don't no. have 48 minutes to listen to no, a, no, to a record. That's just just a little too long. 47 minutes, 47 seconds? Yeah. I could, Just I right. Could curve that out. Just, yeah. I could, oh, I think I can ignore my family for that long. Uh, yeah. No problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, so this record, you mentioned it, produced by Brendan O'Brien. We talked about him for The Rising. Yes. He, the Pearl Jam, Rage Against the Machine producer, rock producer that updated the Edible Street Band uh, sound. And this is the second album. Well, he did Devils and Dust, but that was really more of taking the songs that Springsteen had already recorded and just adding stuff to it. Yeah. Um, this is his true, like, second record that he truly produced from the ground up. Um, the background on this one. So Springy, he, after The Rising, he wanted to follow up The Rising with a. Uh, another record talking about the effects of 9-11 hmm. on the country. And he wrote a couple of these songs and then didn't have enough. So he shelved it and decided to do Devils and Dust instead. And then got into the Seeger sessions and then finally came back to this and kind of fleshed out the record um, from the the few songs that he had written earlier in the, uh, in the decade. Mm-hmm. Um, he called up Brendan O'Brien, played the songs for him, gave him the lyrics, and um, they say that uh, uh, Springsteen says that this is 
it's not really it is a political album but it is sort of vague enough that it sounds personal like it could just be taken you could just enjoy this on a level of like oh he's talking about like just feelings or person person yeah. you know uh, other people or whatever yeah but if, once you really delve into it he's actually kind of railing about the uh George W Bush administration that was uh happening right there in the war and all that kind of stuff and so it it's an album that sort of sounds personal at the start and then the more you listen to it the more it reveals itself to be political yeah yeah this is right at the tail end of uh and at this point everyone was cluing into the fact that the Bush administration was not great um, and all of the sort of jingoism and the the passion for yeah let's let's go invade yeah. Iraq and everything had sort of faded at yes. this point. People were like, "What the fuck is Rumsfeld going on? was fired?" Like every it was all Rumsey, Rummy. What are they calling Rummy? Rummy, Rummy. yeah. yeah. Um, so this um, is a full rock album, yeah, and uh, kind of even has a different sound than The Rising. Yeah. And uh, what do you say? You want to hear these songs? Let's do it. Or are you still my my new character for the show? It's pretty good. Thank you. Can't even keep it up. It's causing you to cough. Maybe I'll retire that character. (laughs) So you're ready to go. You're not still stewing about the whole Christmas songs. No, I I love the Christmas songs. Um, all right, let's do it. This is track one. <laughs> this is the first single as well. Yeah. This, let's let's take it. Let's slow it down here. Let's... You you seem to be. Do you have an issue? With, no. We we saw last week how the show goes when you're in charge. What? How is that? Because I let you kind of steer the ship for a second, and you bailed within like. 20 seconds you were like no listen i think that you being the quote-unquote motor of the show and the quote who, unquote who are you, host of who the, the show fuck are you quoting right now because i've never said that <laughs> i'm quoting myself <laughs> just say it then you're quoting what i think you just that said. is by far the best way to go the best iteration of the show is with you driving the boat on a sea of Choppy waters out there right now. Uh, Podcasting in general, choppy waters. I am not arguing with that fact. You're, you're, yeah, I I think, I think I know what's going on with you. What? You are worried that you're not getting any Christmas presents this year. Listen, I didn't want to say it, (laughs) but I've been a really bad boy. Really? You've been Hollywood's bad boy, Adam Scott? Hollywood's bad boy. What have you done this year? Oh man, me and my band, we have been just ripping it up. No, rock and roll, Santa yeah, hates playing, rock and roll. Playing the Viper Room till no, all hours. No, Santa hates that. And just kicking ass. No, that's, by the way, Santa hates rock and roll so much when Bruce Springsteen does a song about him, yeah. he's like, ho, 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 sounds great. But then he hears it's rock and roll. He's like, fuck no. It's, it's not uh, ho, ho, ho. It's ho, ho, no. Exactly. 
Which, if you were to just hear the ho ho part of it and walk out of the room, you'd be like, "Oh, Santa's yeah, pleased. Oh, no, sounds good. Yeah, Santa loves this." That's why then he changed it to no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, oh, "Too harsh. Yeah. Ho ho no, or ho no 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 ho no ho no." <laughs> Got to get a ho in there. <laughs> Got to get. Look, you're Santa. That it's yeah. just good branding. Or no no no, kidding. Ho ho ho. <laughs> so get them both. Well, look, I th- I. I didn't want to. I did, I was. I wasn't going to bring this up until the end of the show. But uh-huh. It is Christmas. Yeah, and I got you something. Oh, thanks. What'd you get me? Here you go. Just open it up. Let's see here. Um, okay. This is really nice wrapping paper. It's very. It's loud. Yeah. It's. I got. I asked them. Do you have any wrapping paper that's super loud? Hmm. And they. They didn't have any that talked, okay. but they got oh, they got crinkled. One, yeah, wrapping paper that crinkles really loud. Oh, yeah. Whoa, yeah, it's big, isn't it? What am I supposed to do with this? Uh, I mean, there's so many things you could do with it. You can eat it. You can display it. Huh? You can eat uh, this? Yeah, you can. You can. Well, you can eat anything. You you shouldn't eat anything there are yeah. a lot of things you shouldn't eat but you can't technically you can eat it yeah so it's it looks like some sort of acetate with something kind of floating in the middle of it that you had yeah what is, i can't even let me hold it up this way so yeah can... hold it up to the light so you can really what? tell yeah no that's alive yeah what is that it's uh the, it's an acetate like you mentioned yeah. with something floating in the middle and it's uh it's a it's an electric eel in the uh in water and but how is it gonna survive like eat and get oxygen not my problem okay so i have to break this thing out of here uh, depending on what you want to do you want it to be alive well or? then it'll die in here and decompose and i'll have that on display in my house sure what's okay uh you know what i'm just gonna place this here and <laughs> don't forget it when I you, won't. When we finish the show, I'm gonna try and don't not, leave it behind because I don't want it in my. It's animals. squirming around in there like it yeah. is pissed. Yeah, and it's it, it. The thing is, is you shouldn't. I know it's metal, uh, so you shouldn't really pick it up uh, too often because it's an electric eel and it'll, oh, it'll shock you. But yeah, right. but make sure you don't forget it though. Thank, thank you. I anyway, guess. so you got something for Christmas. All right. Well, then, great. Then take your time getting to the first song. Is what I'm saying, man. We, you know, I know you have an, an appointment after this, but you really got to clear your schedule when we do the show because yeah. you, because you, I, I, I cannot take the passive aggressiveness. Passive. <laughs> All right, incredibly aggressiveness of your bullshit here uh-huh. any longer. Let's get to the first song. Uh, this is a song called "Radio Nowhere." This is by Bruce Springsteen. Radio Nowhere 
Radio Nowhere, Adam. Uh, it sounds so good. Like, I love this production. There's never been a Springsteen song like it up to now, where it's just like a three guitar yeah. uh, attack. Yeah. Um, there's no piano sound no. Uh, or anything like that. It's just purely a, like, kind of almost Pearl Jammy three yeah. guitar. I like the kind of just straight ahead pop rock singleness. By the way, this is oh, Clarence, but they're but they're doubling it yeah. with the guitar, so it doesn't really sound like a the the normal Clarence sound. Yeah, I love this breakdown. So I guess that it's a it was always a point of contention between uh, Little Steven and Da Boss regarding um, how low the guitars were in the mix all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, you know, we're a guitar band. Why are the guitars loud? And finally, this is like, okay, let's turn them all up yeah. for this record. Does he still play this? Um, Around the house? or yeah. in, um, Does he hum it to himself? I hope so. I hope he has fun doing that. Um, great song. Yeah, I really like it. It was kind of a, it was a little hit, right? Or was it a big hit? I don't. I mean, re- I don't. Remember. I don't think he's had a hit, really, like a legitimate, like hit. a legitimate hit. But let's let's check it out. Um, it was in the bubbling under Hot 100 singles. Ooh, so just bubbling under. Uh, it was. It went to number two on the AAA charts, the adult alternative uh-huh. airplay uh-huh. charts. Um, but yeah. Uh, Tommy Two-Tone, uh, lead singer Tommy Heath, uh, thought that uh, maybe do we sue because it sounds like 867-5309. Oh, interesting. Um, and, uh, but he was like, nah, I don't want to take legal action. I'm really honored if it's uh, similar at all. Uh-huh. And uh, But everyone was kind of calling and going like, maybe so. I guess it does kind of have similarities. Yeah, let's let's hear uh, the opening riff. Three zero nine eight six seven five three zero nine. Let's hear the eight six seven five three zero nine. Okay, Jenny's song. I thought that's what you were playing. I was like, whoa, it sounds exactly (laughs) like. (laughs) Um. By the way, eight eight six seven five three zero nine is not Jenny's song. It is just. Uh, subtitled Jenny, or it's it, it's not even a parenthetical, by the way. It's slash Jenny. Oh, um, but I wouldn't call it her song. Like I don't think she takes ownership over it. But this is eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeesh. <laughs> hey! Radio nowhere. This is a really good song. Look, there's only so many chords. And uh, it's less the vocal melody than it is the guitar. Yeah, it's just the riff. It's the riff. Yeah. But um, I mean, look, I'm not a huge fan of of lawsuits like the whole Blurred Lines lawsuit is, I think, bad for music necessarily uh, is is not great for music. I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, if if you're ripping off a a melody to, you know, like uh, uh, how the strokes, you know, kind of rip off psychedelic furs and all sorts of stuff recently it's like eh, maybe go back and rewrite that but uh, as far as radio nowhere goes i think it's cool yeah yeah 
All right, good song. Um, all right, let's go to track two. This is You'll Be Coming Down. It's okay if Bruce Springsteen does it, but not this drugs. All right. <laughs> By Bruce Springsteen. You'll be coming down, Adam. I think this is a uh, uh, SCC. Stone Cold Classic, I agree. It's great. Um, sort of directed at the Bush administration, if you really... Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, if you really look at it. But it, it also just kind of sounds like a song about, you know, anyone, yeah. really. Um, supposedly One Direction ripped this one off. Oh, really? For their song, Night Changes. Do you want to hear a little yeah. bit of Night Changes and see uh, if we can find any similarities oh yeah exactly the same yeah (laughs) no apparently the melody is uh... going out tonight changes into something red her mother doesn't like that kind of dress everything this part is not obviously she's showing up it's probably the chorus Driving too fast, moon is breaking through a I love it so far. <laughs> this is a good song. Do you not like One Direction? I, I do. I do. I especially love that huge first song mm. or that big single. Right. Coming down now, baby. Oh yeah, there it is. Look, it's sure. too. It's too hard to write. He didn't like sue them, did he? No. No. Okay. Um, no, what is uh, Bruce isn't gonna sue people. Nope. Can you imagine him in court? Like, do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, nothing but the truth? I do, your honor. <laughs> Any jury would just automatically <laughs> side with him, too. They would just love him. <laughs> All right, Stone Cold Classic. All right, let's hear uh, this is track three, Living in the Future. Um, this is by Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Living in the future, 
kind of a throwback to 10th Avenue Freeze Out. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I, I love it. I, I love that the first three songs are like just perfect you're you're gonna love that like we're yeah. back he's this back is. doing poppy melodies yeah. he he did say he wanted to return to writing really great melodies you know yeah. especially after devils and dust and tom showed kind of where they're almost like very basic songs yeah. with where the melody isn't the important thing yeah he's writing real pop songs yeah. again um yeah really good great shit okay let's hear track four and this is a song it's by Bruce Springsteen, and it's called Your Worst, Your Own Worst Enemy, actually. Who, wait, hold on a second. Who is it by? Uh, this is by Bruce Springsteen. Okay. You can't sleep at night. You can't dream your dream. Your fingerprints on fire. Left clumsily at the sea. Your own worst enemy, Adam. I like it a lot. Great. Kind of Beach Boys-y. Yeah. Um, in this book, uh, the stories behind the songs, they sort of liken it to uh, R.E.M.'s uh, At My Most Beautiful. Oh, uh, yeah. But again, just another slice of pure pop perfection. Confection. Yeah, it's great. So far, he hasn't missed. He and Brendan O'Brien are a good team. Yeah. And you know, when you come at the king, you best not miss. So, and he, I guess he took that to heart. (laughs) Um, All right. This is track five. This is a song called Gypsy Biker by Bruce Springsteen. Colors, the job is drunk and gone. 
Gypsy Biker, Adam. Yeah, I, I like this it. This is one that I like. I, it's not a Stone Cold classic Same. to me. It's about a uh, motorcycle riding veteran who dies in the war and comes back and his friends light his bike on fire as a tribute to him. But listen to this. I mean, it is yeah. rocking. I it like sounds the, like him playing lead, too. Yeah. I like the melody. Uh, it's just not a Stone Cold classic, yeah, I think, but it's but it's great. I, think. I wouldn't kick it off the album or anything. I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers, yeah, necessarily. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if you want to go to bed with me, bring all the crackers you want. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's lay in a bed of crackers. <laughs> okay, this is track five. This is Girls in Their Summer six. Clothes. Oh, is it six? No. Sorry. Number six. This is by Bruce Springsteen. Whoa. Girls in their summer clothes, Adam. SCC for me. For me too. I feel like they knew that and they plopped it right in the center, like yeah. the centerpiece of the album or something. Like it's really good. This is a little man named Bonobos, his favorite track on the album. Oh yeah. He's he his take on it is it's about getting older, uh, watching girls pass by, not noticing you. Which hasn't happened to me yet. They still give no. me. Oh, they still give yeah. me quite a look-see, especially in the summer. <laughs> they still look me up and down. Oh, I get checked out. Trying to bro. gauge whether I'm a, a threat to them or not. <laughs> um, this is such a good. This, by the yeah. way, they recorded the whole thing, and then Springy decided he started. Uh, singing it was like this is not the right key <laughs> and, oh, really? so, and so they could use the keyboards because I guess they were probably digital keyboards and so they transposed it down with the keyboards but then they had to record everything else from scratch again um, but uh, Brendan O'Brien says he was right that this is the key it should be in I remember first hearing the album and being like whoa why isn't this the single right and then it was right this is great love it yeah so far, so, so far we have five SCCs as far as I'm concerned and one pretty good song. Really good album so far. Yeah. All right. Let's go to track seven. This is I'll Work For Your Love by Bruce Springsteen. This is what you text me almost every day. <laughs> Please, Adam.
Great. Great. I, I mean, I, I so hate good. to have not anything negative to say, but awesome. um, what is going on with this yeah. record? It's, it's incredible so far. Truly. Um, this guy knows how to write a song and perform it using instruments and microphones. Yeah. And even when he doesn't use microphones, the people in the room with him. Yeah, they can hear it. Yeah. And they like it. But if you're going to record something or perform it live in a venue bigger than said room, yeah, microphones. Yeah, uh, microphones are probably a good idea, although depending on the acoustics of the room, that's true. you could be heard. In some of these old opera houses where they really knew oh. about acoustics, you can, you can be heard acoustics. Listen, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. Um, but also you need cables and uh, amplifiers. Ele- electrical outlets. Equipment. Electrical outlets. You got to have. Electricity and ohms. Stuff. You have to have ohms, O-H-M's. It's a crossword word. Oh. You also have to have homes to bring your Sure. You, well, to go, to go home uh, at the end of the long night. You Take know, after, shit. After, <laughs> look, after watching Bruce Springsteen for three hours, who doesn't have to take a shit? Or even Springsteen himself after yeah. playing guitars and stuff. Has Listen. he ever ended a show by going, thanks, everyone. I gotta take a shit. <laughs> and just walked off stage. He's done so many concerts. So he, many. Odds has, are. Odds are he's done it once. There has to be. <laughs> Send us the recording if of him anyone has that, that recording. <laughs> okay, this is... <laughs> At Budokan once. <laughs> yeah. All right, what is this, track eight? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Learn to count, dick. <laughs> uh, you're looking at it. Okay. What is oh, it? this is, that was seven. That was seven. This is track eight. Uh, this is magic by Bruce Springsteen. I've got a coin in the palm. I can make it disappear. Got a cut up my sleeve Name it and I'll pull it out your ear I got a rabbit in my head If you wanna come and see This is what we'll be This is what we'll be I got shackles on my wrist This is a pretty short song, so I'm gonna fade it out a little sure. early, but um this is a song about, uh, which is, uh, I think, especially pertinent even after he wrote it, but th- this was about the Bush administration's attempts to redefine truth. Uh, he was uh, talking about a, a, an anonymous official, everyone believes is Karl Rove, mocking the, quote, reality-based community, um, which, of course, alternative facts and everything afterwards uh, came to light, but uh, this is just about how people are trying to 
read, just uh, say whatever they're saying is the truth and, and uh, that facts don't matter. Yeah. Uh, what do we think of magic? I like it as like a little palate cleanser. Yeah, it's like a two minute, two yeah. and a half minute, like slow song in the middle of a banger album. Yeah. It sounds cool too. It's like yeah. a nice. The mandolin. Song. Yeah. Listen to the mandolin rain. Um, okay. We're getting up to track nine. Adam. That's where we are. Are you excited? Yeah. Last. Sorry. That's okay. You can say it. Do you want to say it? Here, this is, my, Chris, this is my Christmas gift to you. Thank you other say? than the eel and <laughs> <Yeah>. acetate. <laughs> I love saying um, the name of this song. It's called Last to D. Or D- sorry. No, no. There's a couple letters after it. Last to... Oh, sorry. I didn't realize what that word was. Last hmm. to die? Is Last that what to it die. Says? Yes. Last, Last to, die. to die. Who's it by? You get to say it. Uh, one sec. Just good. check uh, your notes. Bruce Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen, last yep. to die. Last to Die, this is a song about the quote that John Kerry uh, said in 1971 during testimony in front of the Senate Committee on Foreign Relations about uh, Vietnam. How do you ask a man to be the last to die for a mistake? And this is about the uh, the war going on. Yeah. At the time, what do we think, Adam? Uh, I, I think it's fine. I'm not... You know, it's no it's, SEC it's, for me. But it's not in the pop uh, no. stuff that's been happening earlier on, but it's like a good rock song yeah. about a, a good subject. Yeah. Um, and I do like the melody. It's yeah. just not not one that I go like. I gotta hear last to gotta die. hear it right now. No, but it's good. Some good shit. It makes you think. Okay, this is track 10. And this is Long Walk Home by Bruce Springsteen. This night I stood at your doorstep Trying to figure out what went wrong You just slipped something into my palm That you were gone I can smell the same deep green of summer Above me the same night sky was glowing In the distance I could see the town where I was born It's gonna be a long walk home Yeah, pretty island, don't wait up for 
Long walk home, Adam. Yeah, I I like it a lot. I feel like they still play it, or at least... yeah, I th- I think this is one of their SECs from this record. I yeah, mean, it's, it, it's it's a little. It starts out a little like the the rising. Yeah, in terms of the production, and then just like kicks into a rock gear that yeah. they didn't really have on the rising. And Clarence is jumping in here. Yeah, and this is what Brendan O'Brien wanted to name the album. Yeah, and it originally was the first track on the album. Oh, interesting. Which I think would have made it feel a little more like an older Bruce Springsteen yeah. record because it is harkening back a little bit to Rising kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Springy quoted this uh, when he was campaigning for Barack Obama. Uh-huh. Um, and it's about coming back to your town and not recognizing it. It's his commentary on the George W. Bush uh-huh. era. Uh, was a promotional single, and also they made a video. See that? See the video here. Um, why don't you watch it in your spare time? Not on my time. This Fine. Is, this is my time. Okay, we're on your time. You watch that on. I'm on your time. I'm on your clock. <laughs> yeah, great song. But do they play it all? I don't know. I th- I think and this this one actually he debuted it during the um, Seeger. Sessions tour, the Sessions band. Oh, did he? Yeah, well, Adam, well, he well. did. Well, well, Bruce. Fancy, Looks like fancy. someone has a new song. Yeah. Why don't you put it on an album and shut up? <laughs> I imagine that's what Patty says to him every. <laughs> okay, this is the technically the last song on the record. Um, oh, is Terry's song just a? Bonus it's a bonus track. track yeah. Oh. So this is uh, the the. The the real last song on the album proper, this is Devil's Arcade by Bruce Springsteen. And it starts mm. slow. So we'll talk a little bit mm. to ease you into it so you don't get scared. Sounds like it might be starting with some really frightening keyboards. Yeah, these are terrifying. <laughs> and um, I'm about ready to run out of the room right yeah. now. But I wish that window was open. I could jump out of it. Yeah. We're on the... 85th floor right now, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so I I'm can't glad do the that. window's not open. <laughs> Remember a morning we dug up your gun, worms in the barrel, a hanging sun. Those first nervous evenings of perfume and gin The lost smell on your breath as I helped you get it 
Arcade, Adam. This is a song about a uh, wounded soldier in a hospital. Uh, Springsteen's quoted as uh, saying, uh, well, he sings it. He says, somebody paid the cost. Yeah. Um, for what? What do we think? I love the sentiment behind it and what it's about. I think it's valuable. Um, as a song, it's not my favorite. I think it's a good like closing. To, it's like yeah. majestic. It's, it's like big. It's like a big closing thing. Like sure. if you were going to see a Broadway show, it would be very stirring. Yeah, yeah. So I don't mind it on the album. I think. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I think. I think it also ends really cool. Like we'll maybe let's maybe skip ahead to the end. It's like a cool ending for the record. How long is it? I've been trying to find out. It is uh, five minutes and twenty seconds. I've skipped ahead a little bit. Kind of goes off on this instrumental guitars. But yeah, I think this is a cool. Oh, that's that's a cool ending to yeah. an album. I mean, yeah, just to end like a big rock album with just yeah. the drum. Yeah. I think I think it's cool. It's a good uh, uh, subject matter. He's really it's it's really him br- bringing the threads together of what yeah. he's trying to say with this record and a stirring song. It's not a pop song, obviously. It's no. just more of. So then, um, after the record was done, that was it. Um, Bruce's uh, longtime assistant and friend Terry McGovern died. Um, he talks about him in the book. He me- or he mentions him in the book a lot. He just says Terry did as Terry did that. Um. So he wrote this song for Terry's funeral and then said, you know what? I want to put it on the record. So he came in and just did a couple of takes, I think, just him and the piano. Um, So this is a bonus track, technically. But um, let's play it here. This is Terry's song by Bruce Springsteen. Now the world is filled 
wonders under the passing sun Sometimes something comes along You know it's for sure the only one Mona Lisa, the David, the Sistine Chapel Jesus, Mary and Joe And when they built you, brother When they battled you up, they turned us in the gold. They built you Terry song. Very nice. It's very sweet. I hope you'll write a song about me when I'm gone. I will. I'm I'm making that promise right now. And I'll perform and it, can, it. It can be a parody of this song. Or just this uh, ripoff of this song with yeah, few, a few lyrics, lyrics changed yeah. about like how specifically cool I am. When they built you, brother, they never thought you'd get so old. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. Um, <clears throat> so magic. good album, really, really good album. Adam, I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say where this is on my ranking. We'll find that out but it's at the on end there. of the season. It's definitely on there. Yeah. <laughs> the ranking of all his albums, it's on there. Yeah. This is one of my faves. Yeah, it's great. Um, So after this, uh, they went on a, a tour, the Magic Tour, and for about a year, from yep. o- October to, uh, of 2007 to um, August of 2008. I may have seen this tour. I don't think I saw this tour which is strange considering that I was into him, but I'm pretty sure I did not see this tour. But um, they, uh, what, the, the one thing that uh, did happen during this tour that we need to mention is uh, at the conclusion of the first leg at the end of November in 2007, uh, Danny Federici, Edible Street Band member, uh, took a leave of absence to pursue treatment he had been misdiagnosed uh and it turned out he had melanoma and um was had spread uh, because of the misdiagnosis and so he took a leave of absence and then uh came back and was able to do a few shows Mm -hmm. and uh did one last show um did a portion of a show um in 2008 um they released the last song that he played i I guess he bruce asked him he said what song do you want to play and he said i really want to play fourth of july uh sandy Hmm. um because he gets to play the accordion and everything so they played that um and that was the last song that he played with them he passed away uh in april of 2008 and uh so uh that's a, a loss to the edibles yeah it's a big loss. But they put out that uh, song on the EP called Magic Tour Highlights, where they, I think it's a four-song EP that... Um, and that version of Fourth of July is on there? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. With with him on it. That's the last track on it. What are the other songs on that? You have The Ghost of Tom Joad with Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. Um, you have Always a Friend with Alejandro Escovedo, and you have Turn, 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 the bird song with Roger McGuinn. Oh, cool. Those are those 
uh, tracks on the Magic Tour highlights. Um, Adam, that's going to be it for Magic. That's magic. What's next on the docket? It would working be on a dream. Working on a dream. Yeah, you ready for that? Two years later. That's pretty fast, man. Two years. I know. For uh, for Springy? For the likes of Springy? Pretty good. Pretty uh, PDQ, as we say. Um, we're going to go out on... Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of that... Uh, uh, the... Fourth of July uh, with Danny Federici, his last performance. Um, Adam, it's a pleasure being here with you. I want to wish you a happy holiday. Merry you Christmas. Too, man. Merry Christmas. And um, we're going to play this song, but uh, we'll see you next week for Working on a Dream. Happy holidays, everybody. Sorry that Adam shit all over it. <laughs> Such a mean little miser. <laughs> but uh, we'll see you next time. And until then, we hope that you found what you're looking for. Bye. Sandy. Fireworks are hailing over a little eating tonight. Force and light and all those stoned out faces left stranded on this floor. <laughs>